What's poppin'? Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the podcast. And the words of Biggie, I got a story to tell. That's to say, I got a story to share as related to the verses with Raycon and Ghostface Killer. Now, one of the illest part about the verses, besides the nostalgic nature of the music that we grew up on, is the stories that we're now learning about these music or those songs that really mark moments and times in our lives, right? Especially those that were dear that did not just, you know, catch up to these uh, records on YouTube, but that were dear, right? Um, it's, it's a special thing. So those stories are really, really dope and appreciated to learn some of it. But with that said, I got a story to share. Why? Because I particularly work with Raekwon. Yes, I actually work with him. I didn't just do a record, just do a beat where I sent it off. I was in a studio. We worked together in person, live in the flesh. Um, so I want to share a little bit of that story with you. And, um, you know, just just in the vein of continuing the, less, um, continuing the celebration of 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 our uh, you know musical heroes or uh, legends and so on and those guys definitely fit those titles man they are a legend within the game it, it doesn't matter who you compare them to as far as other legends but bottom line those are legends so with that said um, the highlight of the verses for me before I get to the story was uh, this particular banger a brand new Ray Korn song that came at the end. And I'm going to tell you how that reminded me of that studio session that we had. But mainly, uh, uh, it came on and I was feeling the beat. And then I saw that Ray Korn was stuck. He couldn't remember his verse, right? Uh, Funny enough, you know, I get it. By by the time that happened, they were already, you know, a little bit drunk and twisted. So so it was hard for him to remember the verse to a brand new record. But it took me back to the studio session that we had. You know what I'm saying? But before we do that, let me just play it for you so you see what I'm talking about. This shit is so stupid, I forgot the fucking verse. Hey yo, man. Play the verse, man, cause I'm I'm twisted a little something, something. Got turned it into something else. Waiting for the vocals, people. Yeah, no clue what's going on. This shit is mean right here. I can't even remember. My mind is so many, so many different places, man. But yo, we fuck with y'all. This is real. What's up, Daryl? You got it? Here go right here, let fuck it, we ain't waiting I pull an umbrella, Uzi, and spaz, silence the gossip This guys will let the people say church Hostile dimension with the doctrines Man, real, equal information He's a moccasin, cinema Watch his top split, 40 and 40 Stronger than an ostrich kick like Barra and Terra Come on I'm too high right now, my nigga, I can't get Here you go, here you go. So as you can hear, he's stumbling, fumbling, and mumbling because he could remember the verse. You know what I'm saying? So that's that just took me back to the moment in the record that we did. You know what I'm saying? I think this record was done like a, a, um, 2000 or 2001, right? So that's 20 years ago. Ain't that something? So let me share the story with y'all. I did a record called Hallways. This record was originally to feature my artist at the time, Infinite Lee, my homeboy, the homie. I started out with him, period. You know what I'm saying? Um, Draws was supposedly 
you know, working on managing him and drawers. Oh, who is Draws? In case you didn't know, Draws is um, rest in peace. He passed away. Um, but Draws was 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 the, the big homie to a lot of the legends, right? Um, particularly Nas, you know, Mob Deep, and a lot of other guys, right? So Draws was one of those, uh, um, you know, what I'm saying one of the homies that's been there, but you know, kind of been behind him, dudes support, and you know, was kind of like the uh, 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 the muscle. Low key, you know what I'm saying? But good guy, man. I really liked him. You know what I'm saying? I'm um, showing me a lot of love and respect. But long story short, Draw's plan was to do an album for the um, BMI, the record company, um, or should I say the music company, because they did more than just records, you know, publishing and all that. But um, excuse me, did I say BMI? I meant to say BMG, I believe. One of those, right? So he had a project he was working on. Um, you know, being friend with Nas and knowing everybody in the game, Draw's was that man, believe it or not. And um, Draws pretty much took me under his wing to be a producer um, that he wanted to see the next dude that blow up, right? Behind Havoc, because Havoc was that guy as far as producer is concerned, but you know, beyond that. Anyway, um, Draws working on the project. He called me, hey, um, you know, got a record that he wanted to do with Infinitely. Uh, something happened along the way. It, it ended up being Littles. If you ask me, I think Littles just deboed against that situation and felt like, yo, I got a situation that's about to pop off, so give me that record. And I guess that's what happened. So it became a Littles and Raycon record. Long story short, Jaros called me. Um, I got dropped off to um, Queensbridge, rather Long Island City. Well, you know, same difference, but not exactly in Queensbridge Project, but by the train station. We had a low-key studio in the back, in the back blocks. You know what I'm saying? Um, showed up with my equipment, my drum machine, MPC 2000, and my keyboards. And all of that, um, you know what I'm saying? We in the session, Raycon came through. Fresh off the, I don't know if he came off the ferry, or he drove, he drove, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Raycon came through, let me tell you, no security, no homeboys, no Staten Island goons, no Wu-Tang goons. Just all Ray by himself, strictly. You know what I'm saying? All right, so that aside, popped up in the studio, show love, dapped it up, introduced myself. You know what I'm saying? He still introduced himself. You know what I'm saying? Even though I knew who he was. You know what I'm saying? Very cool and down to earth. And, you know, kind of got straight to work after that. Everybody, you know, chit-chat a little bit, but then got straight to work. You know what I'm saying? So I had a beat. Where that beat came from, and you're going to hear, and you hearing it, in case you don't know, you will be hearing it. Um, I had a beat that I did off of a, uh, off of a movie. Now, I had a VCR. Now, um, you may have heard the DJ Quick and Truth Hurts, who I ended up working with. Who is that? Truth Hurts is a, um, was Dr. Dre's artist. Uh, on Aftermath, did the song, He's So Addictive and all of that stuff. I ended up working with her. But the, the reason why I'm bringing that up, that record had such a big lawsuit behind the sample in it. And the way that sample came about was that DJ Quick, West Coast producer, sampled that off of a TV on VCR. What's my point? Well, I've done that way before DJ Quick did it. So I was watching a TV movie somewhere and a theme kept playing in there with an organ. I'm like, yo, this just sounds so dark and eerie. So put the VCR in, the VCR tape, recorded it, and I took that one bar loop and I looped the beat right there. And of course, you know, created the pattern out of the bass line and these other, you know, those, those other instruments in there that you will be hearing. And that was the beat. So that's how I came up with the beat. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, I was saving that beat. You know, if you're a producer, you know certain beats you save it for a moment, and that actually worked out for my, you know, in my favor. I played it to Draws. Draws was like, yo, son, I need that right there. I need that. You know, gave it to him. So when the right time came, bomb, here, you know, here it go. So we just got in there. Um, you know, like I said, we in a session. Um, Littles was ready. Littles was ready. He had his verse and everything already on deck. You know what I'm saying? So um, that worked out. He he knocked it out, went in there. You know what I'm saying? Now, just to let you know, because I'm going to uh, explain Raycron process to you. Um, because, you know, Littles was ready. Got that done in a couple takes and it was, you know, clean and it's a go. But they had to go back and forth, though. So Littles had to kind of go back and write a couple uh, or switch his verses around. I can't remember if he wrote it over or if he just started, you know, splicing it to kind of go back and forth with Ray. But it worked out, though. I think he did write a couple new you know, new bars in there. But it's only to say that um, once it was Ray Korn's turn, this is what reminded me of that verse that I witnessed. Because of how Ray Korn writes, or at least he wrote that song, he got in, heard the beat. Ray Korn didn't get the beat prior. He had nothing new to uh, uh, write. He didn't, uh, um, excuse me, he didn't have uh, the, the beat prior to write. So he was writing it right there. And, you know, we had only but so much time to knock the song out and knock the session out. So um, he wrote it right there on the spot. But here's the thing. We had to punch in like every couple bars. Now, some people will call that kind of stuff the punchline king. You know, certain artists are unable to perform their work. So they have to do it in bits and pieces. What I think um, was happening was that Raekwon was just really doing it on the spot and he wanted to be efficient in his mind that I'm perceiving is this is how he was doing it. He will write two bars and go record that two bars. And he he was doing that in the booth. So he's writing two bars, then write another two bars and record that. Then write four bars, then record that. So he didn't write a full 16 bars and then record it. He'll write every couple of pieces he write here. He's recording it. Now that's interesting, technically speaking, and I guess in his mind at work, because he, he he's not wasting any time to memorize and recite. He like if I'm writing, I'm spitting it. And you go and now that I'm telling you that, I'm gonna play the record and you're probably gonna hear that. Um it may it may not register to you if you've if, if you're not an engineer who's recorded, but if you've been in a studio and you've done that, you probably will be able to hear what I'm talking about. It doesn't sound bad, but I'm just trying to say you may be able to hear that, right? And the record came out dope. It's nothing bad about it. But you know, he would just write the pieces and then bomb. Recorded, so we had a hard time because he punched punched in so much. Um, in those days, we weren't recording on computers. Computers were out. I was re recording on Sonar, Digital Performer, even Pro Tools. I think the studio had Pro Tools five. I think we up to what's equivalent to Pro Tools eighteen right now. You know what I'm saying? So that was a long time ago, two thousand and two thousand and one, right? But um, it was a two inch reel, all analog. So it was difficult to keep punching back to back. The studio was, I mean, the engineer was a little bit frustrated, but he was doing it, you know what I'm saying? And it just had to get done. But long story short, it got done. And, you know, Ray did his thing. The verses came out dope. And at some point, you know, like I said, Ludos had to go back and forth with him. Um, we did it, man. It came out such a dope record. Um, the beautiful part about the record for me was this. I'm thinking it's going to come out when Draws is ready to drop the album and the album is, com is completed. Nah, a week later, that record was on the radio. Made my day. 
You know what I'm saying? Because that was my first big, that was my first record on the radio and my first major record with a major artist like that. You know what I'm saying? So I was so happy about it. And the beautiful part about it, the engineer or when I left, when they mixed it later, that was one of the only records I, you know, I didn't mix or I wasn't around to mix. Um, they add that little part in there from um, Cash Rule, you know, Cream. Cash rules everything around me. Green, get the money. That lower part, I was like, oh, that drop is sick. So it was just such a dope record, man. So that's the story behind it. But but like I said, um, the record was originally supposed to be featuring my uh, uh, um, homie Infinite Lee on there with Raycon. You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, it all worked out. You know what I'm saying? Things happen. They are what they are. But shout out to Charles, man, for making it happen. That was the homie, man. Um, we actually ended up doing a few records. There's one I'm going to play for you. Um, off the album that he was working on because he had an artist named Nicki way before Nicki Minaj. I'm going to play that clip for you shortly as well. But first, let me play that Ray Korn and Little's record. This is Hallways. A coward, yeah. a coward nigga, a coward yeah, nigga died of bags and deaths. Which I niggas really know about the life of shoes, Brand so new by Little, little. Really no featuring Ray Four fours and gauges, hot locks get blown off hinges. Divide 20 into 160, vision of inches. Spinning out the hood into larger homes. Next tails and Motorola phones roaming the world. DVDs paint my life on a thousand inch screens. Watch the pictures, a trips and falls, rise through winters. I went from stubborn, thugging, broke, now I'm wise and richer. The game is a novel, bulletproof goggles and bitches. Dollar Your bill, y'all. Make sure keep flooding your watches, playing the crib, marinate, delegate gigs. I'm the old nigga feeding Goldie. Yo, I swear on my life and yours too, cousin. The old niggas be holding yo. Chill on the bezels, getting big on all levels. Niggas is watching, money come from most of the devils. I seen that televised moment. Hey, yo, son, you dropped it. Now you gotta move like yo, you're grown. Some say the good die young. Why is that? Cause the hood where I'm from, you either duck straight or tote max. Sweet shout to power. You now rolling in the arms Ray of the the good die young. Cause the hood where I'm Big from, shout out to the river. Squeeze round, sit them hammer, sit back. Yeah, you yeah, got rolling yeah, with the sound. Yeah, yeah. I'm straight stalkers on a grind, block reclining bitches. The first time I heard cream, I hit the block harder. 20s of this, 50s of that, ducking, dodging, weaving, deleting cracks, loped out off the tunes of bats. We move in many forms. Tim's hit the floor and sells crack. My only fear, you frail cats, cause when I squeeze. DAs and judges don't get a bell back. That's real bill with your brothers. Use a young nigga fresh out. A meal's your mother. And yeah, the police is definitely working. They got their hats on. Backwards, son. Slanted style. Hurt niggas. That nigga right there telling. I heard his family whispering shit. We snitching on all the felons. That made us lamp like we larger. Fuck it. Vince is weak. We buying Yo, cemetery Some say the good die young. Why is that? Cause the hood where I'm from, you either duck straight or tote max. Squeeze round, sit them hammer, sit back. You now rolling in the arms of vets. Some say the good die young. Why is that? Cause the hood where I'm from, you either duck straight or tote max. Squeeze round, sit them hammer, sit back. You now rolling with the sound of vets. Some say the good die young. Why is that? Cause the hood where I'm from, you either duck straight or tote max. Squeeze round, sit them hammer, sit back. You now rolling with the sound of vets. Dollar bill, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that was dope. That was dope. See, now look, as you heard this record, the one thing about it, you're you're not really able to able to tell tell everything that I explained. So that's the beauty of uh, creating these records, right? Um, if I never shared the story, you would never be able to tell that uh, that's how the record was done. You know what I'm saying? But they did a dope job, man. It came out dope. 
and pretty much here we are. But I look, I want to talk about verses a little bit because I was actually talking to my um, my homeboy narrator who's from Staten Island, who messed with them dudes over there. You know what I'm saying? Him, uh, uh, um, shout out to Shaheem. You know what I'm saying? That's you know what I'm saying. That's the homie. That's his homie. But pretty much he in the midst of all them cats over there. So we 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 were having a conversation and we talked about the verses and uh, I'm seeing how it was such a low turnout on the live numbers on Instagram. So we we were discussing like, yo, why 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 was the numbers so low? You know what I'm saying. One thing it seems like yo when it comes to New York rappers, the versus audience really kind of like are not showing the love that they show to other areas or shall I say the other performers, right? Um, it's like they I think it peaked like at 100k and it was kind of like stagnant or stand like at 96k viewers. So it was pretty pretty low in comparison with the other artists. Um, uh, previously we had E40. And too short, right? I think their numbers were like 160. You know what I'm saying? And I say that to say when you compare to like Jeezy, they peaked at 1.8 million. This is the live. Of course, the total viewership, you know, is about 9 million because they combined the Twitter, the YouTube, the other platform, and those views. And of course, they talk about the impressions. The impressions is how how many potential people it reach, which is whatever. Like you don't even have to be there to see it, but it just reaches. So that the impressions are just, uh, um, um, you know, um, fluff numbers, but they still valid in some regards. You know what I'm saying? But nevertheless, it's to say they had real low numbers, man. And and they, you know, it seemed like they weren't showing no love, as if these weren't who they are, right? These are you know hip hop legends, man. Period. But um, as we discussed that. Excuse me. As as we discussed that, one thing that I was um, kind of um, pointing to um, my homeboy narrator is is is, 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 is this. A shout out to narrator. Um, I'm like, yo, Raycon and Ghostface weren't like big platinum selling artists on their own. So could that have reflect why the numbers weren't so big? Like their fan base didn't necessarily show up to really increase the numbers. But I'm like, at the same time, if you factor in these dudes had world tours. Um, you know, overseas they always touring, and not only that, versus is a big platform. When there is a a, a, a performance or a battle, um, the, the people show up anyway. But I think what happened is once the um uh the other factor probably was the pandemic. You know, it's starting to slow down and people getting back out there. So I don't know. But again, the E40 versus Too Short that one peaked at um 271. So. They did, um, they doubled uh, this Raycon and um, Ghostface joint. You know what I'm saying? So is it that they ain't showing love to New York like Snoop Dogg wants it at the Source Award? The East Coast ain't got no love for Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. So we, what we saying is the verses ain't got no love, <laughs> ain't got no love for Raycon and Ghostface. You know what I'm saying? Come on. But then I start to uh, um, analyze the numbers. Nah, it's about normal as I debated. You know, like just a friendly, you know, you know, discussion with my homeboy um, um, narrator. I'm like, nah, you know, they ain't necessarily sell a lot of units, so maybe the fans or the support ain't show up like that. But again, there's so many other things to factor in to question why the numbers were so low. But then I started realizing, nah, man, we had some lower numbers. We had some lower numbers because even um, artists that's of today, you know what I'm saying? One of the lowest numbers that they had was the today artists or the today performers. So when we looked at Swiss Beat and Timberland, who started it themselves, have one of the lowest numbers of all time in verses. They only had 22,000 people that peaked. And that was up in March at the height of the, uh, well, excuse me, when the pandemic started because they kicked it off. And they already had one prior to that. So verses ain't new from 2020 because they had one like in the, you know, 
um, I think in the open and some, you know, something like that, because there was another one, Just Blaze. But um, they only had twenty two thousand, and then Boy Wonder and Hit Boy, who's hot on fire, producing everybody's album, just won the Grammy for Nas's album. You know that um, King's Disease won a Grammy, whatever. But that one was actually the lowest, and that peaked at eight at eighteen thousand. You know what I'm saying? Then you also had the Dream versus Sean um, Garrett. Low numbers, 46. Neo and this other dude named John, <laughs> Jonathan Austin. I don't even know why they, you know, paired him up, but that was low, lower numbers than Ghostface and them. You know, 80, you know, 80,000. Um, French Montana and Tory Lane should have had big numbers because they, they now artists of the time, and they only had 81. So when I looked at that, I'm like, nah, those were good numbers for Ghostface. I think it's just the timing. And the publicity behind it And you know At first I thought That it wasn't a lot of publicity But when I looked at it um, All the major um, outlets Pretty much talked about The um, um, coming um, Battle between Ghost and Ray um, Rolling Stone did Pitchfork did You know what I'm saying Pitchfork did um, All of them So they, 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 they there was some promotion to speak So I think it was just a matter of Um what it is, you know what I'm saying? It could be different factors, but I think the numbers were still respectable, and it's more to come. Um, we gonna see what um, Method Man and Red Man do next. You know what I'm saying? They picked a good date to do it, which is 420, and you know everybody's about that chronic or that weed. So I think those gonna do, you know, they gonna do good numbers. You know what I'm saying? So with that said, let me play this record, man. Um, this was off of uh, again, this is uh, this was off the album that I was doing uh with draws. Uh, that is to say, I produced like a quarter of that album, right? Look, just to let y'all know, a lot of the um, major situations that I do, that I did when I came around, I, you know, I wasn't playing with them. So if I got in, whoever was around the producer, the label or the exec or whoever it was, they pretty much put me on them, uh, uh, um, you know, took majority of my beats for those projects. So I ended up doing um, four cuts, you know what I'm saying? One of them was with Big Noid, you know, my beat. You know what I'm saying? Um, I still didn't get a copy of that one because, again, rest in peace, draws. You know what I'm saying? And, of course, um, he had this girl, Nikki. Before Nikki Minaj, she spit hard. You know what I'm saying? And we had Mike DeLorean, which was off of bars and hooks. If y'all um, if y'all know hip-hop, Mob Deep um, was introducing the next duo like them, which was bars and hook. So Mike DeLorean was on this one. So you will hear him because um, this is a snippet. It's not the full record. So what Drawers was trying to do is promote it a little bit to create a buzz. So he put the snippet out on the mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? So here's Nikki with about four bars with Mike DeLorean spitting. You know what I'm saying? Check it out. Real shit, that's what I stand for. It's a thug party. 
packed, the party is pumping and jumping. Tonight I got a rape rib something. In the club, in the truck, or the tub, and I ain't fucking with no dimes. I'm only fucking dubs, okay? These Queensbridge niggas don't play, and these Queensbridge bitches hold weight. And we hold guns, and most of y'all niggas hold none, and right now we got a yeah, 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 there you go. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, a little fun fact about that record. The girl on the hook, beautiful voice. That was a 14-year-old girl singing that. Of course, parents' approval <laughs> parents' approval, and all that. And she was cool with everybody from the hood in Queensbridge. But that she was 14 or something like that. Mad young, you know what I'm saying? Beautiful voice, man. You know, I hope she went off to do something because I ain't never really hear much about her. But she was dope, man, you know what I'm saying? And another fun fact to that record is if you see the name of it, Thug Party. Think Gangster Party. So it was kind of like the East Coast response to Gangster Party. Um, you know, Queensbridge rappers were very competitive. You know, they went back and forth with the West Coast, if you if you recall. You know what I'm saying? They weren't scared of that situation, so they were very competitive. But this one was done in a, a spirit of hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Just to be competitive. And they did the Thug Party because, you know, West Coast had the whole gangster thing. When it came to the East Coast, it was about the thugs. So that was the thug party, kind of like a, a fun response to that. The interesting fact to this is, 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 is this. Drawers liked it that I did the beat with a West Coast vibe. So notice the innuendo in there. Gangsta party, West Coast record, thug party response. Look, it's always some subliminal thing being done behind these records. See, I'm sharing some things with y'all that y'all would have never known about. You know what I'm saying? If I'm a, if if I didn't share this. So again, rest in peace, drawers, man. There's some more records I don't I don't have access to that I'm trying to get access to. So, so I will play for you guys another time. But um, in that same studio that um, Ray Corn and I did those records, um, that that particular record, there was another record, and I'm gonna close out with this. That was done. Cause I ended up doing some work with Lakey the Kid. If y'all know who Lakey is, if you don't know your hip hop, Lakey was another Queensbridge artist who um, did his thing. He was on all those records I mentioned, the Queensbridge album, Queensbridge album, the 41st Side album. But Lakey also ended up um, signing a deal with Suge for Death Row East, you know? Um, Suge Knight and them, right? So um, that was the last major situation that I recall him being involved in. Now they let Lakey doing what Lakey does, right? But only to say, in that same studio, I ended up working with Lakey for his album that he was working on at the time. You know what I'm saying? Again, I did a quarter of that album, or at least I did the four songs. So I had this thing where when we know, once them dudes brought me around, man, they will use at least, they'll take at least four to five beats from me. So this is a record that was up, uh, um, that we did, you know what I'm saying? Around the same time, 2001, it was put out on a mixtape to create a buzz. And Lakey is, is a dope guy. You know how everybody give a... Jay-Z or Biggie praise for not writing their rhymes. Oh, like they so amazing. That's nothing unique to them or exclusive to them. We got in the studio, man. Lake literally just got on the floor like he was praying, kneeled down, and rocking back and forth. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, what are you doing? We, we supposed to be recording. We supposed to be working. Oh, yeah, he was working, actually. So he's literally writing his rhyme in his head. Short moments later, he gets in the booth, bomb. Did his thing. I said, oh, damn. And that was before the whole Jay-Z don't write his rhyme thing or what's going, you know, sneaking out there or talked about or, you know, Biggie ain't really write a rhyme. He just said it off the top of the head. But I, I say that to say many other people do that. But, you know, you don't hear it because everybody like to focus on one person and, and give them praise for certain things. But Lake, that's how he wrote, man. He ain't had to write his rhyme, man. He did what he did. So I, I, um, this record was longer. It had another artist on it, A-Dog. 
So um, I'm just gonna kind of play Lakey part, and just to let y'all see, and then we go wrap this up. All right. So it's just the story that I have to tell. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all hear me talk on this podcast. You know, um, sometimes I'm not always here to name drop and all that. Because I'm, you know, I, I I did what I did, and I loved it, and it's part of my history. So you know, as y'all listen, y'all probably get to hear more. You know what I'm saying? Here's some more records that I've done and so on. You know what I'm saying? So this is one of those. Um, check this out. This one is called Live It Up. And I'll see y'all next time. Um, look, I got L coming up because you know we got to talk about the dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? We 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 got to let the people hold this L. A lot of things that be happening around us, it ain't cool. So we have to disapprove with the thumbs down and hand it as a loss to us out here in this world and the culture and the society. All right? So until next time. L coming up, but see ya. We call us on Let It Out. Shout out to QB. My man Super. Hope 41st side, you know Late entertainment, you know what it is, kid. Let it out. Something tasty, wanna jump, we hit it up. On the grind, getting dirty, straight up and up. Is that a mob? Mob right now. On the strap of who we beat, we lives it up. Some tasty wanna jump, we hit it up. On the grind, getting dirty, it's not a night. Bubble it up, hustle it up. Hope you be baby. It's on the block, get it crunk, crunk. Uh-huh. Some stories on the grind, give it up. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Niggas don't wanna run, we get the pump. DJ Axel, it's whatever niggas. My potentials are measurable. Temper terrible. Lock on your neck like a red nose and bear. This is serious right here, man. Balls too controversial for the stereo. No clean version. I was laying in the cut. Now I'm re-emerging. Put a hurting on your niggas like dick diversions. When it's time to drop your curtains, I'm lifting burdens. In the midst of this shit now, I'm sick of observing. Chasing cake with the hunger of a savage ape. Who tastes blood but hasn't ate in the last four eight. Bang you out like a life in downstate. Screwdriver with the handle taped up. Let's see who's lava. Dying is for the Week. The heat is for survivors. The damage is for street pumps. The Glock is for suppliers. QB breeze, wild seeds, and live wires. Tie you up and slowly take your teeth out for pliers. On the strip of who we beat, we lives it up. Some tasty wanna jump, we hit it up. On the grind, getting dirty, straight dubbing up. Bubbling up, hustling what? On the strip of who we beat, we lives it up. Some tasty wanna jump, we hit it up. On the grind, getting dirty, straight dubbing up. Bubbling up, hustling what? Like a Napoleon, how I move all my homies in and start niggas for dope, throw them over the bridge or whip them with 40 Cali for running their mouth about me. Say it proudly, fuck any nigga that doubt me. I'm a king, but I don't dream, I live it. Lynch niggas and queen bullpens to be remembered if given of life's the price for eternity. I'm not a legend, cause I ain't letting no nigga murder me. I need to be scarred, the time couldn't heal, cause now they remind me that my past was really real. Feel butterflies, been to the other side, know what it's like to not wanna live, but can't die. Cry for motherfucker, listen up, little brother, I don't wanna, but I will bust at your fat mother at a church and bloody up a purse and shawl. All y'all who doubt me lick my balls. On the strip of who we be, we lives it up. Uh, Something tasty, wanna jump, we hit it okay. up. On the grind, getting dirty, straight dubbing up. You know we gotta do shit up. first, man. DJ Absolute. On the strip of who we be, we lives straight it up. Queens, baby. Tasty, wanna jump, the Queens, baby. The Queens, Yeah, I mean, straight, straight red right now, man. <laughs> 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 what up, playboy? Only killers on the block.
block buck shots at the police okay, Roll okay. deep, roll deep, chrome heat Toast drinks, slowly to be lamping In the Hamptons, I trapped in my grams With road maps and scanners Target practice on posters of attacky And San Miguelana with hollow tips This podcast is brought to you by Unseen Product Produced, recorded, and edited by producer And mix engineer, Unseen Thanks for listening Unseen Product